Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Our reading tonight is going to be taken from the 86th chapter of the book of Psalms. From about the 17th verse. This is a psalmist praying. He said, show me a token for good, that they which hate me might see it and be ashamed, because thou, O Lord, hast opened me and comforted me. Show me a token for good, so that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed, because thou, O Lord, hast opened me and comforted me. Tonight, I want to teach about turning rejection to glory. Hallelujah. I want to teach you about turning rejection to glory. Rejection is one of the most unbearable spirits that any human being would ever encounter because God created us to be loved. It's the essence of love that creates us. Remember, the Bible says God is love. So it's within our nature within our character. It's within the way of man to be loved. In fact, love is the only entity that exists in every dimension of the spirit. In every dimension of the spirit, you can define love. In every dimension of the spirit. The Bible says, they that do not love know not God, for God is love. He doesn't just love, he is love. So, it's very important for us to understand that God has created us to be loved. He has given us wonderful families. He has given us friends. He has given us relatives. Kin. He has surrounded us with many things as an expression of his love. For God so loved the world, the Bible says that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's the heart of love that sends Jesus because he wills that no man perish, but that they might come to the knowledge of the truth. We are beings made to be loved. So nobody in this world is comfortable with rejection. Albeit, in this work of salvation, the Bible says, for if any man should live godly in Christ, that man will suffer persecution. If you choose to live godly in Christ, you'll suffer persecution. Of course, the scriptures have given us the difference between the circumstances under which we are or can be hated or rejected. It's one thing to be hated or rejected because of your own character, your own fault, your own ways. It's one thing. But when you are hated for the sake of God, for his name's sake, the Bible says it's normal. You are expected to suffer persecution. The Bible says, call it joy, cheer, 
when men hate you for the sake of my name, Jesus says, call it joy. Count it all joy when men hate you or persecute you for my name's sake. Why? Because you see, the Bible says that the spirit and the glory of Christ rests upon you. And that is the reason you were brought to their attention to hate or reject you. The people have gone through numerous rejections. Relationship rejections. She fell in love with a good man. And then he turned. And then he rejected her. Perhaps she was at the verge of getting married. Or perhaps they got married for a few days. And then the man packed his bags and left. She felt rejected. I know a girl who came to me once and said, her biological father looked at her straight in the eyes and says, I don't love you. I don't want you to be my daughter. What a shattered world. What a frustrated life. What a crushed destiny. Where was she to begin from after that rejection? Some of you have been rejected in your workplaces. Somebody just stands against you, hates you. And with no cause. And just want to finish you, annihilate you. That's how people are. Is the world. When you're teaching your children, you help them develop some skin to know that the world can be wicked sometimes. You see what I'm saying? But you see, for those of you who say, God, show me your glory. <laughs> huh? Reveal to me your power. Peter says in 1 Peter 4.14, he says, if you be reproached for the name of Christ, he says, happy are you for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. And on their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he's glorified. So those of you who say, I want the glory of God to fill my life. Do you know what you are asking for? Rejection will come along. But you see, I know people who in their shallowness and indifference, Choose to be loved by men and reject the glory of God because that glory comes with a price and that price is hatred and rejection. You will be hated because you're not of this world. The Bible says do not be marveled that the world hates you because you are not like them. You're not of them. That's why it's a problem when Christians fight each other because the world hates us enough already. The world hates us enough already. And then we divide further within ourselves in spite of all the hatred that is surrounding us. Pray for the church. Somebody shout amen. So you would wake up one day and you have an enemy. You have somebody who hates you. Somebody rejects you. Circumstances are rejecting you. Job offers are rejecting you. Opportunities are rejecting you. The electorate is rejecting you. Your spouse is rejecting you. Your parent is rejecting you. Your child is rejecting you. There are days that you will meet in life sometimes and people will turn and be evil and speak or do things against you. When you are anointed, you see the better part of human beings. I understand why Jesus said that he committed himself to no man for he knew what was in men. One of the most liberating consecrations of any man that will go far with God is to be delivered from the praise or the criticism of men. See, some people thrive on praise and they break when they are criticized. Or some people don't understand that either praise or criticism, that should not matter if you're going to walk the way of God. Because sometimes those who are for praise 
one time can turn, would turn sometimes and criticize you. So does that mean that you denounce God and go off the rail and disconnect to his will and purposes because somebody has rejected you? No. Just know how to deal with human beings, especially those who are in the flesh. I can only trust a man or a woman as far as they are deeply rooted in God. So when Jesus says he committed himself not unto them because he knew what was in all men, he was talking about the fallen nature, especially the fallen nature. And unfortunately, even in the Christian faith, we have to what? Deceive. Because some Christians are not transformed. Are you following what I'm saying? Never leave at the burden of a man's criticism or praise. Both should not matter. Whether they like your video or they hate it, it should not matter. It's a good thing that they like you, but it should not matter if they don't. And at one point in life, it will not even matter whether they like you. It will matter that you are doing the will of God. So we wake up in places of rejection. And I see a man who turned rejection into glory. I see a man who turned rejection into glory. Instead of asking God to kill his enemies, maim them. Let the earth swallow them. Let them die. <laughs> Let them be killed in battle. Let them be choked in their sleep. Instead of praying that kind of prayer, he says, God, show me a token of good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, O Lord, has opened me and comforted me. Do something that will bring good in me to heal me. God can do it. Did you know that God is the kind of God who when he senses or sees that you are rejected or feel rejected. He is ready to do anything. He's ready to do anything. He's ready to do anything, I repeat, to heal you. But many people don't know. They don't understand that power. I'll tell you a little story. We stream with various televisions across the world. And one of those international television stations, somewhere in One Nation X, we pay our dues, we pay them well, um, we send our summons on time. One day, they did not play my summon. And why did they not play my summon? Because another preacher had money and he paid them to use my airtime. And as unprofessional as Christians can be, they switched me off and put on another preacher without even seeking my permission. I was broken. I was hard. I was hard. And it had happened before. So during that night, I was so distraught. I felt like I was rejected for another man, yet I have a contract with them. What had I done for somebody to prefer another man in my space? I felt rejected. And then I went to God and I said to him, I feel so hurt. But I don't want you to do anything to those men, but do something to my heart to heal because they might be who they are and that's them 
And I don't lay any charge on them. I don't judge them. But I'm broken. I'm hurt. I believed you for these doors. Why would they do this? Do something to heal me. Just do something. Do good to me. To heal me. Because I feel that I'm broken inside. That night, interestingly, I didn't even sleep. I stayed awake the whole night until about 4 a.m. in the morning, praying, tossing and turning in the bed. Saturday, next day, I go do my business. On Sunday, I preach the gospel as usual. On Tuesday, I believe it was a Tuesday morning, a gentleman calls me from Europe. Then he calls me. And he said, the Lord impressed it on my heart that not only should we get you a contract with TBN Europe, but pay for it. <laughs> so we called them, showed them your video. They listened to you. And they said we want to have that man. And we signed a contract that month. And that was how Europe opened for us. God can create a glory in the midst of rejection. Some of you, when you're rejected, when things don't work the way you want them, you think that God is done. No, God is not done because men are done. And so interesting, that station sends me an apology after that and then they continued there in my program so i believe god allowed it to provoke me to stir some glory out there what the enemy aimed for bad to kill one someone god opened the whole continent somebody shout hallelujah glory to god this is what i want to pronounce upon your life that in whichever way of your life where you have experienced rejection or hatred may i decree upon your life that may it turn to your glory way bigger than they have rejected or hated you if you believe it shout amen glory to god shout glory to god One time there was a property that we wanted to rent as a ministry. And then we identified it. And then we went to this property and started to look for the people who are in charge of that property. And um, we identified them through their lawyer. And so we tell the lawyer we're interested in renting this property. The lawyer gives us a very, very <laughs> inflated fee. A big charge. Way bigger. One than our budget. More than was fair in the time that it was. So we plead with the lawyer. We plead with the lawyer. We plead with the lawyer. The little proud, because he was a Muslim man. Oh, no, if you don't have money, you don't even waste my time. Don't call me anymore. So in that rude attitude, we said, let's let it be. Then we identified another property in the same area, which was slightly within our budget then. And uh, 
we agree with a fellow was smaller, we agree with a fellow, write contract, sign. And so I send a chief operations officer to go and make payments on this building, our first installments of the month to rent the building. And uh, as he goes to pay, it was a Thursday afternoon, I was preparing for an evening service. And as I go in the bathroom like that, the voice of God said so clearly behind my ear, tell Chris to cancel that contract now. Call him now. I heard God and I ran. And I got my phone. And I said, Chris, where are you? He said, I'm about to enter the guy's room and pay. And I told Chris, don't give him money. And he said, what? I said, don't give him money. The Lord has told me that the other property we wanted, it's the one which is given to us, not this one. So Chris says, oh, so what do I do? I tell him tomorrow morning, go there at about 9 or 10, go on the gate and look for anyone to connect us to the owner. 10 a.m., go to the ghetto nine and just look there for somebody to connect us to the owner. And then that morning, next day Friday, he goes to that property at that time and the woman finds him and says, what are you doing here? He says, I'm looking for the owner of the building. Want to rent it? And the lady says, oh, I know the guy. We're related. He's my brother. Did you want to call him now? 10. You want to call him now? So we call. The guy and his wife receive our calls. And we tell you, we are interested in renting your property, we're church, with this and that and that and that. And the man and his wife say, how much do you want to offer? Chris calls me and asks me, how much are you offering? I gave the fee that I felt in my spirit we could pay. And he communicated back and they said, whichever you feel you want to pay. <laughs> Glory! But divine instruction, go there at 10 or 9. You can miss a window, you know. Somebody shout hallelujah. And what was to be rejection became glory. And that building became a blessing to this ministry. Somebody shout hallelujah. I decree this again. That that very place where you've been rejected, you are going to be accepted in Jesus' mighty name. As the God. In Genesis 29 verses 30, you remember the story of Jacob. Jacob loved Rachel, two daughters of Laban and Leah, but he loved Rachel, not Leah. And then he asked to serve. He asked to serve for this lady, Rachel. And seven years in, they give him the elder sister, Leah. Then Laban tricks him and says, you need to work another seven for in our household or culture. The first girl goes before the younger. True to form, he worked another seven years. The Bible says in the 30th verse, and he went also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet another seven years. Verses 31. But when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb. Remember she was barren. 
two girls were barren. Rachel was barren. Leah was barren. Why did Leah's womb open? Hey, talk to me. Why did Leah's womb open? Yes, the Bible says the Lord saw that Leah was hated and he opened her womb, but Rachel was buried. Listen, in the same verses, the loved one was buried, the hated one, the womb opened. Why? Because when the Lord saw her hated, her womb opened. Some of you, God is going to do things for you because of those who hate you. Not because you are even in plan of it. Not because you even prayed for a certain miracle. But he'll see somebody turn against you and then he'll say, because this one hates you this much, let me open your business. Because she has turned against you, let me restore your marriage. Because they've spoken evil about you, let me heal your child from drugs. Because they've backbitten you, let me take your daughter off the streets. Why? He is the God who will look at the plight of the hated and rejected and give an answer because he is love. Somebody shout hallelujah. Leah's womb was not open for any purpose outside the fact that she was hated. God hates it when he sees you hated. That is why you shouldn't hate people because for some people, if you hate people like me, you just open models for us. Yeah, glory. Be okay when they don't like you. Hallelujah. If you know that you have not done any cause, if you know in your heart that you're innocent, watch what God is going to do. Watch what God is going to do. The Lord is my witness. I've gotten to a level in life where somebody can do something and I go to the praise of God and I'm like, God, what are you up to now? Because I've seen for every rejection or hatred on my life, God has multiplied glory. Tell your neighbor, learn to turn rejection and hatred to glory. Oh, so you're not sleeping because the guy said he doesn't love you. Oh, I wish you knew. I wish you knew. I wish you knew the God you believed. I wish you knew the God you served. Because the man walked away from you and left you the children and you think that you are gone. No, 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 you're not. God can look at that plight and change it and give you a better man. He can look at your pain and change it and give you a better woman. He can give you a better child. He can give you a parent. Why your parent rejected you? Some of the people we have in this ministry we've looked after I've looked after people more than their own biological parents would and that's the truth they were rejected I have girls and boys in the ministry whose parents woke up one day and said because you're following the faith I denounce you you're no longer our child and then they come weeping then we give them a home and then we take them to nice schools some of them have graduated I know them some of them are married and she's looking all beautiful and happy she has been loved she has been loved because when the devil thought that this was your end, God had a contingent plan. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. That is why I tell people when somebody's in trouble, even when they deserve the trouble, don't laugh so much. Yeah, don't laugh so much. Proverbs 24, the 17th verse. He gives us an experience where somebody has an enemy and they're at war, or perhaps they hate each other, or somebody treats you not in a good way, and then out of pain, you wish bad for your enemy. You wish them bad. I don't wish this person well. And as you're praying, they fall in the ditch. They fall in the very problem you are praying for. And God has given you a secret. If you want to keep them longer, 
in their trouble. He has even given you a new answer, a clue. The Bible says, Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. The Bible says, Lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and it turn away his wrath from him. Do you know God can be angry with a man? And he's saying, This one, I'm going to deal with him. I'm going to punish him for years. And then he turns to punish the man. And then the first slap, you start dancing. And God says, Then he stops slapping them. <laughs> the Bible says, Do not rejoice when your enemy faileth or falleth. For let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Because lest the Lord see it and it displease him and it turn away his wrath from him. God can see you celebrating the downfall of a man and then he lifts another thing. Instead of slapping the guy, he says, get up. He laughed so much. So have the courtesy to say, sorry. It is sad. She doesn't deserve it. Let's pray for her. <laughs> the Lord wills that no man perish. Even the wicked ones, he wills that no man perish. And that is why the higher law, the Bible calls it the royal law. When you say your royalty, it's more than just the glorious inheritance, the saints in light. It's the heart that walks in love and forgiveness, even the lives of those who are hard to forgive, who have done the unforgivable for you to learn to forgive them. Indeed, vengeance belongs to the Lord. But I've given us an example of a God who turned a situation because a man laughed at his enemy. Some people don't know these things. Psalms, the fifth chapter, the eighth verse. When David had killed Uriah, he was judged. When he had messed up by killing another woman's husband, he was judged. And some of you, <laughs> the world is so wicked that when you do one mistake in 1982, in every year it will be new. You know people who live that kind of life? Do you know people who will never forgive? Who will never see you different? Who will never see you delivered? Who will never see you changed? Of course some people don't change. But some people change. Some people repent. And they straighten themselves. And they are used by God. Then somebody brings some you did 20 or 30 years ago. And you appear sinner before a man. Yet before God, heaven does not even hold a record of that sin. Are you following what I'm saying? So Zami says, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of my enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. Verses 9. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. The inward part is very wickedness. And their throat is an open sepulcher which they flutter with their tongue. They turned against this man and criticized and persecuted him for his mistake even when God had forgiven him. And then this man says, I think I can turn this rejection to a certain glory. He says, God, lead me in thy righteousness because of my enemies. Do you know there are people whom God has delivered and set free because of how you judged them? She fell in a mistake. He made an error. And then you criticized him and judged him 
And if he has this knowledge, he goes to God and say, lift me up one day that I will not look like what they've said, even though I did it. And God can do it. God can do it. God can do it. He doesn't need their opinion to start again with you. Let me say it again. God doesn't need anyone's opinion to start again with you. And it's so interesting that when the new beginning comes, not many people witness it because it is between you and God. There are many people I know in life who have already started a fresh start, but the world does not know. It has labeled them on their old testimonies, stories that they carry. They have witnessed who they were, and that's where they've tagged them. Don't trust this person. Don't deal with this person because this is who she is. This is who he is. But some of those people are really changed. But if you're that kind of person who has messed up, gone through a lot, and at the end of the day, you see, I tell people once, and I said, look at the story of Joseph. When Potiphar's wife attempts to rape him, and then he flees, and then she conjures up this sick story that he was trying to force her into sex. You remember the story? This is the one thing that I have never understood about God. Because I tell people, there are people who died in the days of Joseph, sure that he raped that woman or attempted to rape that woman. There are people who died. And you'd almost think, the way we think as human beings, you'd almost assume God was to sort of create a vindication for him firstly, that before he becomes governor, he would first be cleared by God. Sometimes we preach sermons of how God will vindicate you. But I've seen by the testimony of Joseph that sometimes God will not vindicate you the way you think or want him to vindicate you. Sometimes he will not vindicate you by finally showing that she lied or he lied. Sometimes he will not vindicate you by finally revealing who really stole the money. Mm -mm. And some people get it wrong and they are, you know, angry like I was. I should say, God, why don't you vindicate your own this way? Because we think that he has to do it the way we assume it should be. Because we think like men. So I see Joseph, I believe, in prison himself saying, I never did this, I was never responsible for this. I'm believing God to bring something that will show that Potiphar's wife lied. That woman lived a full life, perhaps. We don't see judgment on her life in scripture. Why? We cannot tell. We don't know. We don't know what really happened to her. And I see mothers holding their daughters as they're passing Joseph, saying, hey, hot iron, it burns. You understand? I see ladies having lunch, eating bread, breaking. Can you believe it? And the guy is handsome, you know? But why would he do that? Besides, the woman is old. You understand? There are younger people. Look at Anita. He should have married her. Why would he do that to himself? I saw the guy is good looking. But you know, they, these Jews, they have demons. They have demon spirits. And then one random girl brings up another conversation of, I haven't heard from where he came from. Every brother of his raped a woman. Man, people can build stories. Eh? You've not met people. <laughs> people can build stories. Eh? People can build stories. It's just one little thing. And then it leads to another. And you know, Satan has a way of creating 
evidence of a man's guilt, even when he's innocent. Satan has it. He can do it. He can create. You see, it was said that this man met this sister and spoke evil. He spoke evil about his brother. You see? And it's not true. Perhaps this man has actually never met that woman. And that random day when the rumor comes, that is the day the guy who was told that lie, one day is walking through a mall, and these two bump into each other. Hello, how are you? Good to see you. And as they are talking, he sees them like, oh. they talk every day. You understand? And it confirms the fact. Because this guy said, I've never spoken to her. But how come when I saw you, you appeared like you've been talking for 20 years? Have you ever been in something that every evidence points you guilty? That to try to get yourself out is like an animal, a creature rolling itself more in a cobweb. And then sometimes you like say, ah, I think I've been arrested enough. Let me just keep peace. Maybe I might escape by here. Because if I fight more, I might hang. So what you do, you just stay there and say, you know, let me wait for my redeemer. Let me wait for God to just come and take me out of this. Have you ever gone through something and you're like, accept God comes. I'm not coming out. Similar story, Joseph. And Pharaoh dreamed. I love that sentence. Pharaoh dreamed. And it came to pass at the end of two full years. Two full years. Pharaoh dreamed a dream. Pharaoh dreamed. Some of you don't get it. Pharaoh dreamed. It can go four years, it can go five years, but Pharaoh dreamed a dream. And God wants to take his man out. Are you hearing me? The interpreter is the guy who is in what? Who's in prison. And we see the story. Indeed, later on, the magicians, the sorcerers, and all these funny Baal prophets could not interpret. He couldn't interpret the dream. And then we see Joseph interpret the dream. Then he's made governor. But that record stayed. Only you and I know the truth. Perhaps Pharaoh never even asked Joseph whether he really did it. Because at that point, it didn't matter. A nation was at stake. <laughs> so sometimes, God will not take you out by bringing the true story. Sometimes, God will take you out by creating a circumstance where the one which accused you needs you more than their accusation. Listen, Egypt was going to die of famine if that man chose not to interpret that dream. Do you believe it? Yes. If he chose not to interpret that dream, Egypt was going to die of famine. Not only Egypt, but the whole world. Because when it hit, we see his brothers coming all the way from Israel looking for what? For food. But God has seen you going to that and he's saying, uh-uh, this will turn. It didn't begin with you. Even when your brothers threw you in a ditch, I was there. I watched it all. Even when they sold you out to slavery, 
I was in that rejection. I wasn't out of it, no. That was the only way I would get you into Egypt because I knew the way you think and the way you see life. You can't walk to Egypt. You can't just hear an instruction and walk to Egypt. But whatever it takes, I will take you there. Why? Because like scripture says, he sent him a foe to preserve a posterity for his people. I need to redeem Israel. And in the redemption of Israel, I might allow this rejection. I will allow this hatred. And they might look at you and say, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, you're this. Yeah, yeah, all of that is okay. But you see, it bears no consequence to God's plan over this man's life. We just see it over. In the end, when this man becomes governor and the Jew enjoys glory under the wealth of the Egyptian because one man was rejected, some of you, you have to stop thinking like children. It's not done because she left you, he left you. It's not done because they refused to pick your call. There's somebody right now hitting their head on the wall. How could he refuse? I even helped him. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine. When he had wealth, he used to help many people. And then he went bankrupt. Somebody defrauded him. And then he ran bankrupt and lost it all. And then he thought that if his friends just hear that he is in trouble, they're going to do everything to get him out because his challenge was bigger than the seed he ever gave to them. Lo and behold, he's in trouble. And some of his very friends said he deserves it. Yes. He was imprisoned. Went through all manner of pain. And then he sat down with me and said, Apostle Grace, if I did not know God, I was not going to associate with any man of God ever. And I told him, man of God, God is not done. God is not done. He can with all your scandal. See, God is not intimidated by scandal. Did you know that? He's not intimidated by scandal. Up to today, some people think that Jesus slept with a woman at the well. Some guy said, no, Jesus slept with her. There's a version somewhere. They believe it. You see what I'm saying? Jesus was the king of scandal. He's healing on the Sabbath. <laughs> He's eating with the tax collectors. He's with the prostitutes. He's with the drunkards. What a scandal. He comes eating and drinking. Instead of fasting, he's a wine biber. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He's judged. A man looks at him and says, uh -uh. the way this guy is casting out devils, mm -mm. he's casting out devils by the hand of Beelzebub. Why? Because the guy is divergent. So some of you think you can have both divergency and favor without some rejection. It don't work that way. If you're going to be divergent, if you're going to be different from anybody else, you will attract some criticism. You will attract some negative sentiments. If you don't want to be, be normal. Pray to God and say, Father, today I've learned that I'm not ready to walk in glory. Make me normal. He's faithful and just to make you normal. But for those of us who refuse to be normal, 
These things are normal to us. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Don't be intimidated. Your master is so radical. Jesus, spits, heals a man's eyes. That kind of craziness. I can imagine somebody who says, oh, who does that? Are you hearing me? Reject it and stay blind. Whatever you want, the guy we serve was crazy. Somebody shout hallelujah. And if I have to be hated or misunderstood because I'm just not fitting in your box of doctrine, as long as I have fruit, I don't give a damn. As long as people are transformed under this message, I don't care. Why? Because I came to change the world. I came to change the world. Some of us do not come to just be good preachers. Hey, we came to live a story, to leave a mark on this earth. We're going to damage hell. We're going to damage. We're not going to leave a big damage on hell. Are you hearing me? By the time we go to heaven, Satan will say, this guy gave me hell. Like he didn't live there. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. So what if you're a good performer and somebody hates you because you're a good performer? You understand? What if you're a good accountant, you're a good lawyer, you're a good student, people just have a problem with you because you're good. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. But if you are going to be good, you're going to be criticized. Are you hearing me? When I see a critic on me, I say, hmm, I'm doing some. At least I'm provoking him to think. Even if it's against me, he's thinking for me. I'm not thinking about him. So <laughs> who is running? Who is the spectator? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, enjoy the track. Tell your neighbor, enjoy the track. Yeah, because you can only be in two places. You're either watching the runners or you're running. Are you hearing me? And no man who is running can look at the, you know. No, you don't look at spectators because you have a rest to go. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. We have a rest to go. That's why we don't preach about their names. We don't talk about them in our churches. We don't write about them. Why? Because we're the ones on the track. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why you don't gossip about their name. Have you ever heard me mention a certain church or what? A minister's name on the pulpit? No. Why? Because I'm the one running. They're the ones what? Watching. Are you hearing me? So some of you are disturbed because we, we hate her. We have a problem with her. Apostle, there's this demon. Somebody at my workplace has become a big problem. You're running. You remember the personal scripture I gave us at the beginning? That they hate you because the spirit of glory and the spirit of Christ resteth upon you. Read it in the message version. 1 Peter 4.14. He says, if you are abused because of Christ, what do you do? He says, count yourself fortunate. He says, it's the spirit of God and his glory in you that brought you to the notice of others. It is dangerous to be a Christian and nobody notices you. How can you just pass and people can't say that sister so-and-so. I refuse that of your life in the name of Jesus. May God put such a glory on you that you'll even catch the attention of the mosquitoes flying by. That you'll catch the attention of the animals that are feeding or grazing in the field. That you'll catch the attention of the machines that are observing you. God can put such glory upon you that even if you enter silently like that, and then you say, you're hiding your face, they'll say, a certain woman entered hiding her face. And yet there are people who can pass like that and show everyone who they are. And they say, who? Who? She passed? Somebody saw fire. He says, you're the city set on a hill. You cannot be hid. It's late. Tell your neighbor, it's late. You are the light of the world. It is too late not to be noticed. Yes. We just exercise precaution. 
Wisdom on the side of precaution. Not to get the attention we don't need. Not to get the attention we don't need. We were somewhere <laughs> at a certain party and I asked that I be put in a table behind. Then somebody with me said, but they will not see you. They will not see you. I told them it's too late for me not to be seen. <laughs> I don't need a front chair. I don't need a camera to be seen anymore. No, there was a level. I needed to stand on a tree. You understand? For Jesus to see me. But now he's in my house. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. I told him I don't need to sit on the front line. Oh no, but you know the pastors are there. And then they said, but also opposite there were some bishops from some faith. So it's important the bishops might be offended that you leave this table. And I told them, no, I'm not leaving this table because I want to show. I'm leaving this table because, you know, I had my daughter and I didn't want her to sit next to, you know, some loud music. I said, it's only for my daughter that I do this. And I told them, watch, I'm going to hide in the corner. So everyone at the party, when they get the mic, we want to thank Apostle Grace. <laughs> there are people here. Are you hearing me? So I see the camera guy carrying his camera to cut. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, 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 oh. I see BBC saying, excuse me. I see CNN saying, excuse me. I see the biggest news on radio network saying, excuse us. No, you can't, you want to you capture, no, 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 that woman, that's the one we want. But, but I'm here, I have a whole story on how it happened. Yeah, 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 thank you. But the one we feel we can listen to is somewhere hidden there. I told people, just seek God, even if you hide yourself in a forest. Men will dig a road to find you. Shout glory! glory! Have you ever seen me on a, any television network making a social commentary? So and so is pregnant. What do you think? Pastor Grace, you see a lot is happening these days. What do you think? What is your story? <laughs> but boy, nobody's streaming out of Uganda like we are. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. Yes. Some news people come who want to do an interview on you, a special report. And I'm thinking, hmm, let me pray about it. Why? Because I don't need a special report. No, you know, it would boost you. It would boost your numbers. Some people need to know you. No, they already know me. The Bible says I'm an epistle. Known and read by all men. Hallelujah, glory to God. They know you even when you don't know that they know you. Because that's the glory God has given you. The presidents of this world know you. They have to know you. Are you hearing me? The leaders, the prime ministers, the kings of this world, they have to know you. I told people that if I never get in the presence of a man in the world, any position in the world of any man, if I never get in the presence of any man, regardless of the highest office in the world, if they are not spiritual, they are not born again, it is okay. I'll be fine. The one after them will look for you. You understand what I'm saying? Because you can't be hid. See, have you ever imagined what it means to say you are a city on a hill and he says you cannot be hid. 
you cannot be hid. You cannot. That means even if something tries to say, let me frustrate you. There's still something shining that will get a man in the corner and he says, but what is that thing shining in there? Let me see. No, 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 it's nothing. No, 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 no. let me check for myself. No, 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 it's nothing, brother. No, 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 no. Let me check for myself. Something is shining here. And it doesn't matter whether it's 2021, 2022, 2023, 2040. One day, the world will hear you. Let me prophesy that on your life. That they will hear you. They will hear you. You'll hear a conversation like, there's a certain woman somewhere in Africa, little short little black girl, but that's all we need. Are you hearing me? God can pick you out of billions of people and still say, that is the one. Do you know many of the television stations that I am on across the world? I was picked. I didn't pick them. They picked me. They'll say, we want to work with you. We want to work with you. You're entering a season where you're the one who will say, now I have four jobs. Which one should I take? I have four offers. Which one should I take? You are going to start running away from that which attracts men because to you, it's not your attraction. God is. God is raising the church to It's not pride. Saints, it's not pride. It's just truth. I'm not the one who wrote it. Hang Matthew 5.14. You cannot be hid. Hang it, not me. That is so late. That is why you're going to shine. I said that is why you are going to shine. You cannot be hid. So somebody is saying, excuse me, excuse me. Why? Because they need to get to the camera and capture this man hidden somewhere in a table. Somewhere. Because they have to. Some of us are running away from cameras. Listen, when I was growing up, let me tell you a secret. Recently, I collected all my childhood photos. All. And I realized that I perhaps don't have more than three baby childhood photos. Maybe more than three. And when I looked at my teenage years, I probably have two of them. I have like five photos. They're priceless. They remind me of where I come from. And I remember the day I was standing on Fenero and about five or six cameras were streaming at me and maybe three or four of them were just taking different shots of me. I don't like photos. I don't like photos. But I don't even know where the cameras come from. But now every day of my life, Somebody wants to take a picture with me. Tell your neighbor you cannot be hid. Hey, the devil is a liar. In spite of the rejection, God will still create praise and glory over your life. This is what I want to live with you. Don't be intimidated when you're rejected. Tell anybody it's all right. Tell him it's all right. Yeah. Now we are going to make a prayer <laughs> that's going to turn things. Tell your neighbor we're going to make a prayer. That is going to turn things. I don't know what you want turned. But I feel that the cogs are turning. The wheels are spinning right now. Raise your voice and start to speak to God. Come and pray. Talk to God and tell him, God, wherever I was rejected, put a light bigger. 
than the rejection. Put a vindication bigger. Put a testimony bigger. Those that hated you will come back loving you. Even more than they could ever hate you. Come and raise your voice. Tell God, look at my plight and their hatred and open my womb. Open my eyes. Open my ministry. Open my marriage. Save my child because of my enemies. Help me walk in the righteousness imputed on me by faith. Because they said that I will fail because I'm a preacher of grace. They said that I will not make it because I'm preaching your message. Keep me pure. Help me walk a certain way that will bring shame to them. Come on, pray. 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 Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how wonderful. My soul shall ever be. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Let's sing the chorus. Oh, how marvelous. It's working. Come on, pray. Wonderful my soul shall ever be. Oh, how marvelous. for me sing how wonderful how marvelous oh how wonderful and my soul shall ever be oh I speak faith and glory. I speak faith and glory wherever you've been denied. Come on, sing, oh, how marvelous. I speak a new door where you were rejected. Oh, how wonderful. Come on, speak another tongue. He's my Savior's love. Come on, say, oh, how marvelous. How marvelous. Oh, how wonderful. And my soul shall Sing it one more time. Sing it from your heart. Say it's marvelous. Say it's wonderful. Wonderful. My song shall I decree favor. You are favored. You are graced. Kings come to your rising. 
Gentiles come to your light. Strangers serve you. You're not going to be hidden 2022. You're not going to be hidden. I don't care how long you've been hidden. This coming year is your year to be revealed. This coming year is your year to be discovered. This coming year is your year to be found. If you believe it, shout amen. Yes, yes, yes. You're sick in your body. Healing is calm right now. Cancer, heal. COVID, heal. Joint issues, heal. Back issues, heal. Blood diseases, heal. Headaches, heal. Strength comes in Jesus' mighty name. Those of you who have never given your life to Christ, I want to give you this opportunity now. There's no name given among men where we either saved, save the name of Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Just repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you shed your blood for my sins and you were raised for my glory. Tonight, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Finero, make manifest.